Amen. If you can join with me to the gospel according to Matthew. Turning to the 11th chapter. The gospel according to Matthew. The 11th chapter. It's right there. First book of the New Testament. Don't have to go too far. And if you go to the 11th chapter, you go on down past when John the Baptist sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one? We're going to come down now to the 25th uh, verse and then where Jesus starts talking about a lament. But we're going to bypass that to go to the 28th verse where we hear these powerful words coming from Jesus. New Living Translation reads, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. I want to repeat for us to come back to the 28th verse. Who does he say, say to come? Come to me who? Come to me who? Come to me who? That includes you. In Jesus, you can find rest. Tell your neighbor that. In Jesus, you can find rest. You know, I, I was talking to someone the other day, and they were sharing with me they, they can't wait to get on vacation. And then I said to them, it's good to get some R&R, some rest and relaxation. It's good to get rest. Where do you find your rest? In Jesus. In our world, we find places of rest. In your home, you might have a place that's designated for your spot of rest. Might be that lazy boy in front of your big screen TV with a remote right there on the armrest. Uh, that's your place of rest. Nobody sits in that chair but you. Or maybe it might be your couch and, and you stretch out that nobody else can sit down with you. You got your feet kicked up and your head laid back and that's your place of rest. Or, or maybe you might sit out on your front porch on your favorite chair or your swinging chair and you just sit out there and that's your place of rest, or maybe it's your backyard. You get in your backyard in your garden, and you sit back and look at your hard work and you enjoy your flowers, and that's your place of rest. Or maybe you might have a screensaver on your computer that has an island that you want to go to, and you vision that place as your place of rest. And in our world, we find some places that we seek that we can find to have rest. But Jesus tells all to come. All to come. I, I want to highlight in this text that he points out something. In order for you to find rest, you first have to come. In order for you to find rest, you first have to come. In order for you to find your resting place, you go to your resting place. But I want to point out to you, your resting place, you, you say it's calling you, but it's not really calling you. It has no voice, but sometimes you tell somebody, my best calling me, I need to go to sleep, or you, you're waiting to get back home. But yet, Jesus is standing there calling you. So that's a standing invitation. 
a standing invitation. It's not one you have to RSVP. It's always standing. It's always open. You don't have to call by a date in order to have a safe place. It is standing. He is continually calling you to come. Ask somebody, do you hear him? Because you might not be hearing him because some other things are calling you. Oh, just, just go here, you'll find rest. Uh, come here in my arms, you find rest. Sometimes we get caught up in the wrong arms. Uh, thinking we're finding rest. Well, we got so much unrest, we don't know how to find rest. We don't even remember what rest feels like. Because we're too all caught up in some mess. But Jesus says, come. Come to who? All. And look who's qualified to come. All of you who are weary, who are burdened, do you fit that category? <laughs> if you don't fit that category, as, as, as I heard the senior say, keep on living. There's going to become some days when the days become longer than you thought they should be. There's going to be some days when things become heavier than you thought you could carry. There's going to be some days you're going to be stressed out. And you don't know which way to turn. But I want you to open up your ears just a little bit more. And hear Jesus standing and calling you to come. Come who? All of you. All of you who are weary and burdened. You talking to me, Jesus? Because I'm looking for some rest. Somebody looking for some rest? Talk to me if you will. So you might be able to find some rest in your bedroom. You might be able to find some rest in your loved one's arms. But there's no rest. There's like rest with Jesus. And he's inviting you to come and see some rest. Aren't you glad he invited you? Aren't you glad he sent out the invitation? Aren't you glad he made sure he knows your address so you were not missed? Aren't you glad that he made sure that it was hand-delivered? Because the majority of you have a Bible in your hand. If you don't, we can get you one, and you can see the invitation. Uh, it's not hidden. It's open for you to know. Come, because I'm right here. And the situation is, in order for you to come, then you need to know where to go. And in order for you to know where to go, you need to know where you're headed. And so Jesus lets you know who to come to. He said, come to who? To me. Come to me. Why, why, why come to you, Jesus? Well, he says, because I am humble and gentle. What's that mean? It means I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to be loving to you. I'm, I'm gentle-hearted. I'm gentle and meek. I, I want to take care of you. We, we see in 2 Corinthians, the 7 chapter, 6 verses, but God who comforts the downcast. Comforted us by the coming. We see that in Thomas. You see that God is a comfort to us, to the downcast. He comforts us. Aren't you glad that God is the God of all comforts who can comfort us in our time of need? It says that he's a present help in the time of trouble. Jesus says, I have to go so that the comforter can come. God is a God of comfort, and he sends comfort. Jesus realized, I see you're a burden. Isn't that what you do? You call somebody, and you're looking for some comfort, but they start talking, don't listen to you, and you're more stressed out than you were before, then why call you in the first place? But when you come to Jesus, Oh, he's all ears to hear your burdens. He's all ears to say, say, come here, child. I know, I know, I know, I know you're hurt. I know they was wrong for what you do, but come 
and rest in me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus says, come to me before my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is what? Think about burden is something that's heavy. Burden is a heavy load, something to bear. But he said, yet mine is light. And I looked up at that word and it's a translation. It says it could be, that can be translated as insignificant, that word could be used. As insignificant, it means not as a heavy substance. So he's pointing out that my burden is light. There's a qualifier there that it says our obeying God's commandments are not burdensome. That's what his love does, that when you come to him, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And what Jesus is pointing out here as he's dealing here in this text, he's talking to his disciples and all who's around them. And they're aware of a burden. They're unaware of a burden. This burden is called the law. Tell somebody, the burden is the law. And the law is hard to carry because there's none righteous before the Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so we thank God that he sent Jesus. For the ways of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And so it's by grace you have been saved, not by works, but by through Jesus Christ. So we see here that Jesus provided a way for us to make it through this burden of the law. Because why? Every time I break one of them, I broke them all. Sometimes we mess up and we just mess up that we need some redemption. And that's why God sent Jesus. But yet when you think about it, when you mess up, have anybody ever messed up before? And when you mess up, it seemed like your world fell apart. It just got so heavy on you because you knew you were wrong. And you were so wrong, you apologized to that person you was wrong to over and over again. Because you know you can't make up for that mistake. And you're so heartbroken that you did it. That's what the law is. When you break one of the laws, you're heartbreaking God. And you need to apologize to him over and over again. But God realized that's a burden upon you. That's why he says, I'm faithful. (laughs) If you can confess your sins, I'm faithful. That when you come to repent to me, I'm faithful that I'll cleanse you of all unrighteousness. you understand that there? That you realize that you're going to fall. And that's why I like that song, we fall down, but we get up. Because we can only get up through the blood of Jesus. Uh, I'm so glad that, that your child, when they begin to walk, they start falling. But you tell them what? Get up. Because you know there's a capability, there's a strength in them that you can get up. And I'm so glad that sometimes uh, we fall down and we, it seems like, I said it seems, I tell you never, it seems like. Like the burden is heavy, but you can get up because his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. So you can get up. It's not too heavy. It's not too hard. You can get up because he told you to come. There's a powerful thing in that word come. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I, I didn't have that in my notes, but this one comes in for free. There's a power in that word, come. Look, look, look in the text. I, just, I dare you to look up the word come, dealing with Jesus. He told the blind man to come. Woo. He told the blind man to come. Blind man came, left sin. Jesus was walking on water. Peter's in the boat. He told Jesus, to, he told, Jesus told Peter to come. He came walking on what? You see, when you look up this world, come. Jesus tells people to come. They come in one condition. 
but they're leaving enough. They come with burdens and issues of life, but they leave with peace of mind. Because Jesus wants you to come. Do you see that? Y'all with me here? You see the transition? Because he sees you're coming to me burdened. You're coming to me weary. Do you not see that in the text? I, I want you to have your Bibles open. I'm not making this up. It tells you who's to come. All of you who are worried and burdened. So you're coming in that condition. But he's letting you know that when you come to me in that condition, you won't stay in that state. See, the problem is that many of us think we can change our conditions. We think we can change our states. We think we can reform and transform our minds. But only through the power of the Holy Spirit can that happen. Only from when we turn our lives over to God, this can happen. And Jesus is aware of that, and that's why he's letting us know that I want you to come. You who, all of you, what's the qualifications, those who are weary and burdened. Yes, Jesus, you're talking to me, I come. And then to put on his yoke. Tell somebody his yoke. His yoke is symbolizing teaching. His yoke is symbolizing discipleship. Has anybody ever seen a yoke before? The yoke in this time is generally made for two. The yoke would, would join two oxen together so they have strength and working and going somewhere together. But the yoke do not move unless they move under the instruction of the farm. I'll say that again. That didn't catch somebody. The yoke do not, the oxen do not move under the yoke except on the instruction of the farm. Because the farmer yokes the oxen and takes them where he wants them to go. And I believe Jesus taught his disciples this, this prayer, lead us not into temptation. Why is that, Jesus? Because I know the burden of sin. And my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So you come and sit under my yoke. What does it say? You'll find rest for your soul. He says the world will put yokes on you. Mm. Your job puts a yoke on you. You want to work here? You got to work under these circumstances. Some people have jobs. They, they make sure you can't leave the church. You can't, I'm sorry, you can't leave to go to church. They set your hours. You ask them, can I get off? Say, if you want this job, no, you cannot. Am I talking to somebody here? When I was, since God already called me to be in the ministry, I let every job I applied for that I need to get off on Sundays and Wednesday nights. I let them know in the interview, if you want me to work here, here are my expectations. And some of those jobs let me know that you can't get off on that time. I say, well, thank you, but no thank you. I thank you for the, for the interview. I thank you for even letting me sit down because I understand the privilege of being able to have in this job, but it's not for me. Because I realize that I want to make sure I'm serving God the way I want to serve him. I'm not talking for all of you because that was my job. That was my calling to make sure I was here on Wednesday night to teach and, and be there. But I realize that some of us just got to work just to make it. Got to work just to make it. And I'm so glad that the Bible does not tell me I got to have perfect attendance in a building. So it does not matter the place. But the Bible does say, do not forsake the assembling of coming together such as some do. So the point I'm trying to make out there that you cannot make it on Sunday morning. You might not be able to make it out on Wednesday night, but you can schedule a time 
that you could get some friends together and say, we're going to have church today. We're going to open up our word today. You might put your, your favorite sermon on CD in, or you might get onto the internet and look up a mess and have your own Bible study with somebody, but you can get some people together and talk to God. I'm so glad that we have an open communication to him. Jesus tells us all to come. All of you who are bur worried and burdened, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then you see, he says, let me teach you. Let me teach you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. Why, why, why is that, Jesus? Because I see you're weary and I see you're carrying heavy burdens and I want to give you rest. And I, I know how to give you rest. Jesus is telling you, I know how to give you rest. Think about what rest is. Rest means you're not worrying about anything. I'll say that again. That didn't reach everybody. Rest means you're not worrying about anything. Because when people say, I can't rest, they're concerned about something. They're anxious about something. Times I could not rest when I, as a kid, I remember most, was Christmas Eve. Couldn't rest. I was too anxious. I couldn't wait to see all them gifts that mom and daddy's going to get for me. And, 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 and it got so good to me that I couldn't wait that I would sneak down just to take a look at all that they got for me. So mom and dad got slick. They found out what Sam was doing. So he, his present was under the tree. <laughs> so I come down looking for my name on them gifts. And those gifts weren't there. I see, I see CC, I see Jay, I see Walter. This is before Jonathan. And, and, and I didn't see, see my name. I'm, I'm the babe. I'm supposed to get all the gifts. But my name was not down. I, I even looked at the stock, and my stock is empty. What's, what's going on? I was anxious. I was looking to what, what I wanted and when I wanted it. But yet when I was able to rest and fall asleep, when I was able to rest and fall asleep, I woke up, and my blessings were there. I'm trying to holler, many times we are so anxious. We try, to get, we try to make stuff appear. We try to look at things ahead of time. But Jesus says, just rest and follow me. I, I'll get you there. Don't, don't worry about the itinerary. I have the itinerary. Don't worry about the agenda because life is full of, of circumstances that can surprise you. But don't worry about that because I know your destination. Tell somebody, Jesus knows my destination. Because he said, I am the author and the finisher of your faith. Now, I am writing your story as we speak. I know where you're going. The story's all completed. I know the ending chapter. I know where I want you to be. So just rest. Rest means you have no cares. Think about watching a baby sleep. Oh, that baby rests with no cares. Baby cry, mama feed. Baby cry, mommy change the diaper. Baby cry, mommy burst. Baby cry, mommy's there. Mommy's there so that the child can rest. A baby resting in a mommy's arms, asleep, knocked out. Sometimes that baby is asleep and they try to pass the baby, right? But the baby's asleep. But something about some of those babies, they, they wake up when they get in another's arms. They start smelling that perfume you're wearing, that cologne you're wearing. And they say, you don't smell like my mama. You don't smell like my daddy. There's something different here. 
And since something has changed, I can't rest anymore. So since I can't rest, I know my mama know my voice. <laughs> and what mama do, and, and what, what, what you do, right? You start giving the baby back. So here, take her back. Take him back. And then the baby get back to mama's arms. And now the baby looks at you and smiles. And then you realize that now the baby's where the baby can rest. The baby can have joy. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? You see, when you get in Jesus' arms, ooh, you can rest. And then you have joy. Because you realize when you're in his arms, you realize he's going to take care of you. Huh? He knows when you cry, what to do. Huh? He knows how to soothe you. He knows how to pat you on the back, how you like it. How to rub you on your head like you like. You know how mamas that pat that baby in a certain way? My mama still do that to me. She pat me on my back in that certain way. Only she can do it. Huh? And made me feel all right. Huh? I'm like, oh, mama, that's that spot. Because mama did that since I was a baby. Because she knows how to love her son. Huh? I'm so glad that Jesus seen you since she was born. He saw his daughter. He saw his son. And he knows how to give you a rest. Money won't give you rest. No matter how much money you have, it won't give you rest. Friends won't give you rest. Prophet says a man of many friends is quick to ruin. It won't give you rest. But yet, Jesus, a friend that sticks closer than a brother, but Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah. But Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us. He can give you rest. Do you see that in the text? Come to me, he says. Who's, who's me? Who's me? Jesus. And he wants you to come. Who's you? All who are weary and burdened. Life is full of troubles. Don't get caught up trying to carry these burdens on your own, because you're going to find out they're too heavy to carry. But I heard somebody say that he's a low share, <laughs> because the heavy part of the burden he'll carry, he'll give me the light. Ain't that song? So, so when I come to him with my burdens, he can carry my burdens. And sometimes when those burdens are too hard for me to carry, he'll carry me. <laughs> I'm just so glad that I can find rest in Jesus. I can find rest for his yoke is easy. It's not cumbersome. It's not too hard for his burden is easy to carry because it's light. The law on I am unable to keep, but Jesus, he keeps me near the cross because <laughs> at the cross, at the cross is where I first saw the light. And so I, I want you to understand that Jesus has revealed himself, and, and he has all authority. If you look early in the text, he says, the Father has given me all the things. And, and since he has all things, he has everything that I need. I don't have to look to my left. I don't have to look to my right. But I just look to Jesus from where all my help and my strength comes from. And so when I come to Jesus with a confused mind, he can say, I got peace for you. I can come to Jesus with a broken heart. He can heal my heart. I can come to Jesus with my child on my mind. He said, just bring him to, or her to me. I got rest for your soul. Am I talking to somebody here? I'm so glad that we don't have to lose heart. Though outwardly, as Corinthians says, we're wasting away. Yet inwardly, 
We are being renewed day by day. How am I being renewed day by day? Because each morning I wake up, I see some new mercies coming by. Each morning I wake up, I see Shirley coming by. Because Shirley, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I'm not talking to somebody here. So every morning I wake up, I see my friends. They walk with me. They talk with me because Jesus is leading me. I'm so glad for we see that troubles may come, burdens may come, but they're not too hard for the Lord I serve. And it's Jesus, the precious name of Jesus. No other name can I be saved but by the name of Jesus. No other name can I find peace but in the name of Jesus. And that's why he told me to come. Tell your neighbor, just go to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, just go to Jesus. He's calling your name. Just come and find some rest. I don't know what you're going through in your life, but Jesus does, and he's telling you to just come. I got rest for you. Your, your life is in trouble. Your life is in Paris, but Jesus says, uh, just come. And since he said, just come, that means he made you able to get there. He'll make your crooked path straight. He'll make a way out of nowhere. He'll open doors that no one else can open, and he'll close doors that nobody else can close. He can do it. Yes, he can. He's calling you. Am I talking to somebody here? I'm trying to leave you alone, but I just want you to come. Just come to Jesus while you have time. I don't know what's going to come tomorrow, but I know right now you're able to come to Jesus. And one thing to get there, because you want to know him now, so you can see him later, because he's coming back again. But right now, right now, tell somebody, right now, right now, come to Jesus while you have time. Tomorrow is not promised because you don't know what might happen when you walk out of this building. You don't know if you might get in your car and a car might hit you. But right now, you know Jesus is calling your name and he's come to give your life and life more abundantly. How do I know he's come to give me life and life more abundantly because he's a good shepherd. And since the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How come I shall not want? Because he has all things. <laughs> and he'll lead me by the paths of still waters. Take me out to green pastures. Though I walk to the valley in the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why is that? Uh, because he has all power. And since he has all power, since he has all authority, since he is humble and gentle, then when I can't walk, he'll carry me. When I can't talk, He'll talk for me. When I feel uncomfortable, he can comfort me. When I'm starving, he'll be my bread of life. When I'm thirsty, he'll be my living water. Because when I get that bread of life and when I get that living water, I'm not hungry 
nor thirsty no more. I want you to understand, the world won't give you rest. The world will give you food, you'll be hungry for more. The world will give you something to drink, you'll be thirsty for more. Matter of fact, it's an oxymoron for those drunks. Going to say, I'm so dry, because <laughs> they still drunk, want some more. But when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, you realize uh, I don't need nothing else, uh, because I'm sitting under my Jesus, uh, my Jesus, who's gentle and humble, who's going to call me his own. So I want you to realize your place of rest is not a destination here on earth, but your place of rest is in your heart. I'll say that again. I don't think I call somebody. Your place of rest is in your heart. How is it in your heart? Because Jesus is knocking. He wants to come in. And commune with you. The word tells us to have the word hidden within your heart. Have the word hidden within your heart. Have the word hidden within your heart. And beginning was the word. And the word was God and was with God. The word became flesh. Where does God want to be? He wants to be in your heart. Oh, come to Jesus. Let him dwell in your heart. And you'll find peace. You'll find rest. Troubles and storms may come, but you can be remembered that Jesus can say, peace, uh, uh, be still. Troubles may come. You might be in front of a, a place that you cannot go, but you can rem be reminded that God parted the Red Sea. Yeah. He parted the Jordan River and gave them a path to walk because he wants to give you peace. I tell you never, God wants to give you peace. Will you let him in your heart? And I know some of you might be looking at me and say, well, I, I, I know Jesus. I love, I have him in my heart. But every day, every day, he says you need to deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow him. That's an everyday occurrence. So some days it's easy because we have nobody else but to turn. But on those days when things look good, we rest on ourselves and trust in ourselves. But every day, he said, lean on Jesus, and then you'll find rest. Because when you rest like a baby in a mother's arms, you're not worried about where you are because you know where you are. You're not uncomfortable because you're where you feel comforted. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, wherever you are, if you're feeling unsettled, wherever you are, are you in his will? Are you sitting under his teaching? Are you following his precepts, his instructions, his commandments? And then you have rest. Because the word says what? Come unto me and you'll find rest for your soul. So if you're not finding rest, then ask Jesus, teach me so that I can find rest. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, Lord, we come to you asking you, Lord, to teach us so that we may find rest. That, Father, we learn to say yes to you and say no to sin. That, Lord, we become obedient to you and acknowledge you in all our ways, knowing that you will direct our paths. Because, Lord, we want to walk by faith and not by sight. Because your words say the righteous work 
and the just live by faith. So, Father, we humbly come to you because you humbly receive us. And if there's someone here who does not know Jesus, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you too can find rest for your soul. Father, we thank you for rest. We thank you for peace in Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. And since he has now died for us, Father, Lord, and rose from the grave, we now live for you so that we may have peace, that we may be obedient to your will. Have your way with us. Lord is our prayer. Amen.